ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ Today we are reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter No. 4, The Hamsa Goya Prayers, Text No. 26. Yado paramo manaso nama rupa Rupasya drishta smiti sam pramoshat ಇಯತೆ ಕೇವಲಯ ಸ್ವಸಂಸ್ಥಾಯ ಹಂಸಾಯ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶುಚಿ ಸದ್ಮನೆ ನಮಃ ಯೋಪರಾಮೋ ಮನಸೋ ನಾಮ ದೃಷ್ಟ ಸ್ಮೃತಿ ಸಂಪ್ರಮೋಷಾತ್ ಯಯತೆ ಕೇವಲಯ ಸ್ವಸಂಸ್ಥಾಯ ಹಂಸಾಯ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶುಚಿ ಸದ್ಮನೆ ನಮಃ ಯೋಪರಾಮೋ ಮನಸೋ ನಾಮ ದೃಷ್ಟ ಸ್ಮೃತಿ ಸಂಪ್ರಮೋಷಾತ್ ಇಯತೆ ಕೇವಲಯ ಸ್ವಂಸಾಯ ಹಂಸಾಯ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶುಚಿ ಸದ್ಮನೆ ನಮಃ ಯದ ವೆನ್ ಇನ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ ಉಪರಾಮ ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟ್ ಸಿಸೇಷನ್ ಮನಸ ಆಫ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ನಾಮ ರೂಪ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ನೇಮ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ಸ್ Rupasya, of that by which they appear. Drishta, of material vision. Smriti, and of remembrance. Sampra Moshat, due to the destruction. Yaha, who, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Iyate, is perceived. kevalaya with spiritual swasamsthaya in his own original form hamsaya unto the supreme pure tasmay unto him suchi sadmane who is realized only in the pure spiritual sorry who is realized in the pure state of spiritual existence namaha i offer my respectful obeisances translation and purport by his divine grace shri prabhupad translation when one's consciousness is completely purified of the contamination of material existence gross and subtle without being agitated as in the working and dreaming states and when the mind is not dissolved as in susupti deep sleep 
one comes to the spiritual platform of trance. Then one's material vision and memories of the mind, which manifest names and forms, are vanquished. Only in such a trance is the Supreme Personality of Godhead revealed. Thus, let us offer our respectful obeisances unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is seen in that uncontaminated transcendental state. Uh, Dvija Prabhu, can you increase the volume slightly? Thank you. Uh, please repeat after me. When one's consciousness is completely purified of the contamination of material existence, gross and subtle, without being agitated, as in the working and dreaming states, and when the mind is not dissolved, as in susupti, deep sleep, one comes to the platform of trance. Then one's material vision and the memories of the mind, which manifest names and forms, are vanquished. Only in such a trance is the Supreme Personality of Godhead revealed. This, let us offer our respectful obeisances unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is seen in that uncontaminated, transcendental state, purport. There are two stages of God-realization. One is called Sugneyam, or very easily understood, generally by mental speculation, and the other is called Durgneyam, understood only with difficulty. Paramatma realization and Brahman realization are considered sugneyam, but realization of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is called durgneyam. As described here, one attains the ultimate realization of the Personality of Godhead when one gives up the activities of the mind, thinking, feeling, and willing. Or in other words, when mental speculation stops, this transcendental realization is above susupti, deep sleep. In our gross conditional stage, we perceive things through material experience and remembrance. And in the subtle stage, we perceive the world in dreams. The process of vision also involves remembrance and also exists in a subtle form. Above gross experience and dreams is susupti, deep sleep. And when one comes to the completely spiritual platform, transcending deep sleep, he attains trance, Vishuddha Sattva or Vasudev Sattva, in which the personality of Godhead is revealed. Atha Shri Krishna Namadi Nabhaved Grayam Indriyai. As long as one is situated in duality, on the sensual platform, gross or subtle, realization of the original personality of Godhead is impossible. Sevan Mukhehi Jivado Swayam Eva But when one engages his senses in the service of the Lord, specifically when one engages the tongue in chanting the Hare Krishna mantra and tasting only Krishna Prasad with the spirit of service, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is revealed. This is indicated in this verse by the word Suchi Sadmane. Suchi means purified, 
By the spirit of rendering service with one's senses, one's entire existence becomes suchi, sadma, the platform of uncontaminated purity. Daksha, therefore, offers his respectful obeisances unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is revealed on the platform of suchi sadma. In this regard, Srila Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur quotes the following prayer by Lord Brahma from the Srimad Bhagavatam, 10th Canto, 14th Chapter, Verse 6. Tathapi bhumam mahi magunasya tevibhodum arhati amalantar atmabhi. Quote, one whose heart has become completely purified, my Lord, can understand the transcendental qualities of your Lordship and can understand the greatness of your activities, unquote. Om Gyana Timarandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshur Unmultamina Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So the understanding of Krishna is revealed um, by Krishna himself. It is not possible for us to know um, Krishna by our own endeavor. It's impossible. And that is his, by his mercy, we are revealed um, the knowledge of devotional service and the absolute truth. So in, in the material world, we are always in a state of uh, contamination by the three modes of nature, as it's mentioned here. So we are, we are in a state of uh, conditional existence, or we are a state of contamination of material existence, gross and subtle. So because we have a material body, that means uh, this is a contamination or a disease. So it's like every morning we take a bath to get rid of the contamination um, from, acquired from sleeping throughout the night. The body releases various toxins, etc. So just the, by the fact of having, the mere fact of having a body and a mind and a material intelligence means we are in a state of, uh, we are in a state of contamination. And this is a disease state of existence. So healthy doesn't mean just having good health uh, temporarily, but uh, real health means to understand who we are in relation to Krishna. That when one is in that state of mind and when one is rendering seva to Krishna, then one is truly healthy and successful. Otherwise, one's life is a failure um, and one is in a diseased condition of life and we are infected by the virus of Maya. It's like everyone's so concerned about COVID, the, the pandemic. Um, and people are just trying to purify themselves. Go somewhere, wipe your hands with the, what's, what's that called? Uh, sanitizer, yeah. So in, in the same way, uh, we don't realize that, but we are contaminated by the modes of nature. We might have different t levels of contamination, 
but nonetheless we are contaminated by the modes of nature. So in the Bhagavad Gita said Satvam Rajas Tamaiti Guna Prakriti Sambhava Nibadnanti Mahabaho Dehe Dehinam Avyayam. So Krishna in the fifth verse of the fourteenth chapter of the Gita he explains that material nature consists of three modes Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. And when the ignorant jiva comes in contact with these modes of nature, um, we become conditioned or contaminated or diseased. So simply by coming in contact with, with matter, since time immemorial, we have become conditioned. And we think this is normal. So under, under illusion, under maya, we are thinking nothing is wrong, everything is normal, life is all good. Yes, there are some problems every now and then, but they're temporary and they'll go away. And I have a plan to overcome these problems by my effort and by my various um, arrangements, we'll overcome these problems. Yes, we're doing it tough, but uh, we'll keep fighting back. Our resolve never ends. So this is, this is our contamination, that we are trying to be um, independently happy of Krishna. We're trying to be independently uh, existing. But we are actually under the stringent laws of nature. So these three modes, they actually bind us. So the mode of ignorance is, is just simply darkness. So today society is ruled by um, tamas and rajas, a combination of tamas and rajas. People are just going between one, these two modes. Um, we see so much destruction that is in the mode of ignorance. And in the so much intense activity, fruitive activity, um, what will I get? People are driven to do something because there's something in it for them. If the moment there's no benefit, um, whether in the form of money or appreciation or some mental gratification, then there's no motivation to do that activity. So we're always in, in rajas and tamas. But higher than that is sattva, goodness. But goodness is also not pure. Um, if one might be in goodness doing one's duty, uh, prescribed duties as a matter of duty, but, but that is also on the platform of goodness. However, that platform is favorable to the execution of devotional service. So in the, you know, in Srimad Bhagavatam it says, um, that of the three modes, the mode of goodness is the best. In, in the second chapter of the first canto, there's a verse, Partiva daruno dhumas tasmad agnis trai maya tamasas tu rajas tasmat satvam yad brahma darshanam. So there it says that um, firewood is a manifestation of earth. You know, the trees that come from the earth. And it says smoke is better than the firewood. However, better than smoke is fire. Because with fire you can do a lot of things. You can cook, you can warm the place, and you can tap into that energy. 
Similarly, it says that um, rajas or passion is better than ignorance. So in ignorance, it's just destruction and complete laziness. There's no distinction between right and wrong. Strictly speaking, in passion, um, one might be acting according to Shastra, but out of material motivation. Uh, and then in, 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 in goodness, uh, and it says that goodness is the best. Because in goodness, it becomes easier to render devotional service. That's why um, the, the principles of devotional service naturally embody the elements of goodness, like rising early in the morning, Right? So when we rise early in the morning, morning is in the mode of goodness. We try to eat foods in the mode of goodness. And we make it transcendental by offering it to Krishna. But we don't eat onion and garlic because they're rajasic and tamasic. Um, you know, avoid things like mushrooms. And lower f uh, types of food like meat. That's why we don't eat these things because they're in, in, in tamas and rajas. We, eat, we try to eat foods in the mode of goodness and offer it to Krishna and make it, make it actually transcendental. So in this way, then we try to um, come out of, this, out of the prison house of, of, of material existence. So this world is compared to a prison. And in the prison, there are many conditions. Right? It is said in, we are in conditional existence. That means, being in this world, we are, all conditions are imposed upon us. So what are those conditions? The birth, death, old age and disease. Just like in a prison. A prison, one is forced to wear a uniform. Most of them wear an orange, orange clothes, right? Just, they're not brahmacharis, <laughs> but they're wearing these orange clothes. Right, so in a prison, they're, they're, you're forced to wear uh, a certain uniform. Then you're forced to sleep at a certain time. At a certain time, the lights go off in the prison, whether you like it or not. And then at 6 a.m., all the lights come on. Um, usually there's cameras in the cells, so there's no privacy. Uh, your toilet is in, in the same cell. You have to sleep on a, on a hard floor. And um, there's the toilet, and you have to shower there and everything. And in a small, in a very confined space, they have to pass many hours of the day. And then the correction officers come, and then they check the cell. They do a search. They make sure there's no contrabands. And uh, then this, they physically check. They're given some food from the slot. The slot opens, and some food comes. And they have to eat what is given to them whether they like it or not. And then there's socializing time, maybe an hour or two in a day, and they exercise. And that goes on every day. So that is prison life. In the same way, um, we are also bound by conditions. Our, our pleasure, our happiness is bound by conditions. We are bound by the weather. If the weather is too hot or too cold or it's too much rain, you know, we have then all these constraints are there around our happiness. Um, 
we, we get sick, the mind gives us problems, we get old, and that leads to so many other issues. It's hard to enjoy when you're old, your body can't do so many things. And then we die. And then again it starts again. So in this way we are living uh, a conditioned existence. But we think that's okay, that's all normal. What's, that's, that's just life. What's wrong with that? So in, in, under madness, we are thinking it's all fine. So in the material world, we all are mad to different degrees. It's not just the person um, who's a bit psycho is mad, who's acting a bit crazy, but actually everyone is mad in the material world to different degrees. Because um, acting separately from Krishna is a state of madness. And the only sane people are devotees. Everyone else is crazy. Devotees are the only sane people I know. Because uh, devotees are trying to be Krishna conscious. So in, in the material existence, we are trying to imagine different forms of happiness through the mind, through mental speculation, as Prabhupada mentions in the purport. Um, when mental speculation stops, that's, that's when we can transcend these three states that is mentioned. The, what are those three states? Jagrati means the state of uh, wakefulness. Then there is Swapna or dreams. Shushupti, deep sleep. And then there's Turiya, means to understand one's relationship with Krishna. So there's these states. Um, and we are, we, are, we are simply in the state of Jagrati and Swapna for the most time. We're simply going between these two states. And we think that is reality. But actually, both of these are dream states. Even the state of uh, wakefulness is also a state of dreaming. Why? Because um, we are thinking we are this body. So just like when one is sleeping, um, even they say there's in, when one is sleeping, there's five states of sleeping. It's, there's A, B, C, D, E, and F. So F is like the deep sleep uh, in which you experience the dreams. So there's light sleep. Um, there's a whole scientific analysis of that. So there's, there's these various uh, states in which we sleep. But when we sleep, um, we all experience dreams. We see dreams. Whether we remember or not, we might remember briefly. But we, we experience dreams. So are those dreams false? No, they're actually, they're, the dreams are real. Um, the, the fact that we experienced is real. But, uh, but they're illusory. So in a dream state, we might think, oh, I'm flying in the sky. Or, or I've won the Australian Open. Or I'm getting chastised by my boss. You know, the different things we see, depending on what we're experiencing, what we have experienced in, a li in this life, and maybe even in, through previous lives. So a com combination of all that, we, we experience that in a dream. And when we wake up, 
or we realize we might be having a nightmare in our dream. And some people, you know, they also have heart attacks in their dreams. Uh, some people even pass away in the dreams. So dreams, dreams are real. And when, when someone is having a nightmare, so what do you do? You, you wake them up, right? If you're sleeping next to them, you wake them up to help them. It's like people who serve in the military when they come from a conflict. Um, unfortunately, many of them, they really struggle to get a good night's sleep because they're having nightmares. There might be a sniper in the military and they killed so many people and they're having nightmares. There's so many movies made on that. So, uh, so then they're woken up. And when they wake up, they realize that was, uh, that was just a dream. It was an illusion. It was real, but uh, it was an illusion. So, but when we are awake, just because we are awake for 18 hours a day or 16 hours a day, we think that's the reality, that th this, is, this is real, it's not illusion. But actually, this is also illusion because we are thinking we are the body. We are not, uh, we are not the spirit soul in relation to Krishna. So because we don't know who we are, and in, in our wakeful state, this is also illusion. This is maya. Because we don't, as long as we don't uh, act as the servant of Krishna, then that is, that is maya, whether it is in the wakeful state or it is in the sleeping state, or sorry, dreaming state. They both are maya. And deep sleep is also a different form of maya. I don't know much about this one, but it's... Uh, Maybe someone can tell us later. But this is also a different form of uh, illusion. It is not reality. So, the Thuriya on which one, the Lord, can be perceived, that is the state of reality. So, you know, the, the Matrix movie, the red pill and the blue pill or green pill? Blue pill, yeah. So, you have to choose, but he had to choose, Neo had to choose between the two. One was going into another state of reality, the other was where he was. But actually both of them are illusion from, from the Krishna conscious perspective. So when people think I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, spiritually realized, as long as they don't understand they are Krishna's part and parcel, they're simply an illusion and a form of madness. So this Krishna consciousness has been made very easy by the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Ordinarily, coming to the Bhagavan platform is very, very difficult, as it is mentioned um, in this, as, as Prabhupada mentions in the purport to this verse. He says that the Brahman and Paramatma stage of realization is easy. So some places in, in Prabhupada's books we hear that um, you know, Krishna consciousness is very easy, Brahman, plat Brahman realization, Paramatma realization are very hard. You have to go to a forest, do this very difficult Ashtanga yoga, and then you can come to Paramatma realization. 
But here it is said that uh, Bhagwan realization is hard. So actually, it's hard because um, to come to Brahman, Bhagwan realization, one has to be on the Brahma Bhuta platform. So Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma na sochati na kangshati sama sarveshu bhuteshu mad bhaktim labate param. So what is that Brahman um, platform? The one is one is transcendently situated, and one never laments nor desires to have anything. So this is very difficult. One who <laughs> never laments. We are always lamenting. Oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. I missed out on this opportunity. And and we are always desiring. When will I get this? When will I get that position? Or when will I build that portfolio? Or when will I travel? So we are always desiring. And one who is equal to everyone. In such, in such a state, he attains pure devotional service. So these are the qualifications to attain bhakti. So this is very, very difficult. It is, it is not uh, almost impossible to come to this through, through... One has to go through the gradual process, you know, karma yoga, jnana yoga, ashtanga yoga, and then gradually you come to like Brahman realization, Paramatma, and then you come here. So, but through the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one can come directly to this level. And in Kali Yuga, Kali Yuga is the most uh, degraded age, the quarrel, the age of quarrel and hypocrisy. We see there's a war going on. There's so many wars going on all the time. And in this day and age, the environment is very, is very. Um, unconducive to Krishna consciousness. You, you just look outside, step outside and you see this intense maya. People are uh, so hell-bent on enjoying, especially in the West. And in this environment, uh, the, this process of Krishna consciousness has been made very easy. In fact, we are given the highest. We are aspiring for uh, the love of the gopis for Krishna. That has been made possible through the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says that okay, you don't have to meet these criteria. You don't have to come to Brahma Buddha platform. You can taste, you can taste Krishna Bhakti first and then you can pay the price. So through the Harinam Sankirtan movement, um, the process of Krishna consciousness has been made very accessible. One is given the taste first. So through the chanting, uh, dancing, feasting, and the philosophy, one directly, in the association of devotees, one directly experiences Krishna. So you can, maybe you can remember when you were a new devotee. When you came, everything was so blissful. You were on a high. So that, that, is, that is Lord Chaitanya's mercy. We are, we are experiencing a taste of Krishna Bhakti. But then after some time you have to pay the price. You have to follow the rules, the, the four rules, um, and chant the holy name, try to come to the platform of Shuddha Nam and come off the offensive stage.
to the uh, inoffensive stage and eventually the Shuddha Naam. So we have to pay the price. But we are given that taste in the beginning and you can talk to any new devotee. They'll, they'll all tell you the same thing. Wow, I'm feeling so much happiness and ecstasy. So they're getting a little taste. That is Lord Chaitanya giving them a taste of Krishna consciousness, a taste of what is to come. So, so we have to continue in this process of, of Krishna consciousness. And then we can understand Krishna. So through, through our mundane means, uh, through our material means, it is impossible to realize God through our own endeavor. It is through the mercy of, of Krishna we can have some understanding of Him. Through our own endeavor it is uh, simply not possible. Sometimes you see on social media or people advertising, you do this program, um, you'll come to a state of higher existence and realize yourself. It's actually not possible, it's all nonsense. They have you know, no idea what they're talking about. And people come up with all kinds of things which are spirituality, but it's got nothing to do. It's just, it's just on the mundane platform. And it's just, uh, it's, it's basically it's mental speculation. So in, in the material state, we're always uh, speculating what will make us happy. That's what mental speculation is. So mental speculation is not simply the gyan that's there, but for most people it's just they're trying to find happiness in the mind. If I jump off a cliff, then that will make me happy. And I, then I get pulled back. Or if I do all this art, I make all this music, that will make me happy. Or, um, or if I get this job, or this career, or this position, that will make me happy. Or if I party hard on the weekends, and I have a big friend circle, that will make me happy. So these are all, this is all mental speculation, uh, to, to be happy. But actually, that doesn't make us happy, it makes us more frustrated. <laughs> the opposite happens. But out of stubbornness and foolishness, uh, we, we continue in that state. And, and, and those who are even more mad, they think, if I do a certain thing, uh, then I can realize God. Or I'll, I'll become one with God. Or I am that one, you know, the, I'm, I'm part of the universe. I am the universe. We are one with the universe. So that is, that is just a state of madness. It's, it's not, that's, that's craziness. So, one can only understand Krishna um, through Krishna's method, not through our method. So, Krishna's method is given um, in the books, in the Shastra. So, Rupa Goswami in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, he outlines um, Krishna's method of realizing him. So the Acharyas and, and the Shastras, they, they outline how to understand Krishna. So one, one can realize Krishna by engaging in Krishna's service. So Krishna is the 
um, master of our senses. Krishna is Rishikesh, right? Krishna is the master of the senses. Everything belongs to Krishna. Our body, our wealth, um, our f whatever facilities we have, our body, our mind, our words, and our resources, they all belong to Krishna because everything is Krishna's energy, matter and spirit. Prakriti is Krishna's energy. So it has to be engaged in Krishna's service. It's like if you're at work and your work gives you a laptop. You know, most jobs will give you a laptop or give you, or even if you're using your own laptop, you're accessing their system and they give you a car, they, they give you a, a cubicle to sit in and then you go there and you're on Facebook all day <laughs> or Instagram, you know, maybe, or TikTok making videos of yourself or looking at others, or you're just scrolling the web all day, looking for investments or whatever else, you know, just looking at the news and the car they've given you, you go to the beach and then you go, you go, you go to some cafes and you're spending all the day there, and then they're gonna pull you up and say, hey, you know, we gave you this facility, what are you doing, you're fired. So basically they're saying, you don't understand who this belongs to. That's, that's, what, that's what your boss is saying, company is saying. You don't understand who this belongs to. Because if you understand who it belongs to, you will use it in their service. Because that's what they're expecting you to, right? They're giving you a laptop, a car, they're giving you money. So you engage in their service. <laughs> but if in those hours, all you're doing is personal stuff, all that eight hours, or most of it, then you're fired. <laughs> So in the same way, Krishna has given us this body, uh, the mind, the words, intelligence, various resources um, to engage in his service. So this, this body is, is, belongs to Krishna because it is Prakriti. The mind belongs to Krishna, our vacha, our words belong to him. And if we just use it for our personal gratification, um, then we are a thief. Right? At many workplaces, they might even, uh, some workplaces, they might even press criminal charges against you. This is fraud. You, <laughs> you used our money to just blow it on yourself. Some places might do that, depending the nature of work. So, uh, and depending on what you've done. So in the same way, if we're just using the facilities, uh, that are given to us, which is our quota, for ourselves, then we are a thief. And then we are liable to be punished by the laws of nature. Then some people say, oh, I'm giving some money in charity. Or I come and give some money to temple. Then, okay, you're a, you're a little thief. <laughs> but you're still a thief. <laughs> so, then one is a small thief. Um, so one has to use one's body, mind, words in Krishna's service all the time, 24 by 7. Not, not only during Janmashtami or every Sunday. So you see, sometimes people come, temple, they put some donation in the hundi once a week or once a month. That's very nice and that, that's to their credit 
and should be encouraged and it's very glorious activity but but uh, what are you doing the rest of the time so one has to um, Krishna consciousness means to be conscious of Krishna 24 by 7 that that is Krishna consciousness and when one is in that consciousness then we can understand Krishna and and realize Krishna by Krishna's mercy and when we are engaged in Krishna's service so right Prabhupada says here this verse from the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu Atha Shri Krishna Namadi Na Bhavet Grayam Indriyai Sevan Mukehi Jivadav Swayam Eva Spuratiyada So the material senses cannot appreciate Krishna's name, form, qualities and pastimes. We cannot even appreciate matter properly, what to speak of Krishna's name, fame, qualities and pastimes. But when the conditioned soul renders service um, by using the tongue to chant the Lord's holy names and the tongue to also honor prasadam in a mood of service, then we can understand Krishna. So if we use the senses uh, or matter that is given by Krishna in God's service because it belongs to God so if we have understanding that this belongs to God I have to use it in God's service then we can understand and, and the main way is by the chanting of the holy names. So the chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare and the eating of prasadam. So Krishna Lord Chaitanya has made Krishna consciousness very easy and accessible. So by the chanting of the, ho the Maha Mantra and by the consumption and distribution of prasadam, one can be Krishna conscious. And that is the program of, that is the program in Kali Yuga. So this temple is famous for distribution of prasadam. If there was no prasadam in the programs in Bhakti Vriksha or how many people will become devotees? <laughs> and if there is philosophy, how many of us will become a devotee? Very few. In fact, like, especially in Australia, um, people don't like to think. People are, just, if, people are just into enjoyment. If your program is not fun, they don't come. So like the programs we are doing, um, it's just mainly Kirtan and Prasadam. Few people come for lectures. And it's when, when they come enough time and have heard the holy name enough and had enough Prasadam, they get purified and then they might come to the lecture. Some come directly, but they're few, far and few. But for the most people, it's just Harinam Sankirtan. So by it's coming to, so we can we distribute so many books. That's why there's stress on distribution of books and and chanting har, Harinam, right? So we do Harinam to distribute these books uh, and the holy name, so people can get some taste. But then they have to go somewhere to continue. Simply hearing once for for a few seconds as they're passing, going past the Harinam parties is nice, but it's not enough or hearing a few minutes. Uh, they have to go somewhere to 
to hear. They, they need to go to a place where they can go repeatedly and hear the kirtan, some philosophy, and, and the prasadam. And they have to do this on a regular basis. So that Harinam is, gives that Agyata Sukriti by, by hearing, you know, on Swanson Street again and again. Everyone is talking about Krishna. It's like I was watching some videos of um, the Harinam Ruchi group. I like watching their videos. And I was watching some old video, Harinam Ananda was there and the whole group. And um, everyone looked so happy. Everyone was smiling, and everyone who went past was smiling. And uh, they were walking past all these shops on Swanson Street, people sitting and eating outside. Actually, the, the place which is crossways now <laughs> was, the, was some, some other place. I think it was a restaurant before or something else. Or oh, you know that, that pizza place there. Yeah, so people were sitting. Huh? Okay, yeah, thanks. So as the Harinam party went past it, everyone was happy and everyone was talking about Krishna. They talking about the Hare Krishna, so they are talking about Krishna. And in this way they are getting Agyata Sukriti. But they also need to come to a place where they can repeatedly hear. That's why there's all the Bhakti Rikshas happen and there's other programs. Right? So people need to come to the... It's like an iron rod. Um, if you put some object next to an iron rod, it will catch fire sooner or later, right? If, if it is in contact connection with that heat source, it will catch fire sooner or later. So people are like, people are like grass. Some people are, are ready. They're like dry grass, like the Australian bush is very dry. There's a slight lightning or someone lights a fire accidentally and the whole, there's a big blaze. Some, so some people are like that, they, they hear the holy names, they hear some philosophy, they immediately take up. And, but most are like, are wet grass, like really, really wet. <laughs> like it's a downpour that has happened right now. And you put a fire there, it'll take some time, but the forest will catch fire. It's gonna take some time. The fire has to be strong and constant. So a lot of people are like very extremely wet grass. So they, yeah, they have to hear constantly the whole thing. They have to come to the programs again. So by simply the hearing of the mantra, of the Maha Mantra, and by eating prasadam, they slowly get purified. And that is, that is our program. And, and by doing that, um, by doing that, and for devotees, by engaging 24 by 7 in, in, in devotional service, in chanting, r reading, um, eating prasadam, doing service, and even one's work, if, if the results of one's work is engaged in Krishna's service, then that also, that work, going eight-hour job, also becomes a seva, if, if the results of that are engaged in Krishna's service. And then one can understand Krishna and come out of the, of the prison house of, of material existence. So are there any questions or, or comments?
Yes, Prabhuji. Yes. Okay. Sorry? Yes. Yes. Yes, okay. How to overcome it? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's very, very difficult. There's one devotee also, Partha Sarthi Prabhu. He was uh, in the U.S. Marine Corps, and he was a sniper for many years. He eventually got released from the military. The GBC had to write a letter and the whole thing. Discharge wasn't easy, but he was a sniper, and a sniper, you can imagine, you know, killing people. Uh, and, and actually he still has, I think he has nightmares to this day. Um, and um, it's really affected him. So it's not easy to come out of that. Um, one, one might need therapy, so like you know, professional counseling um, to, to help with that. Uh, and, but also ultimately we have to take shelter of the holy names. So if we try to take, we need the material we need some professional help with that, but alongside, um, you know, one has to just take shelter of the holy name and try to become a more serious devotee and try to understand um, these teachings, and then that will help one. And also by doing a lot of seva, so when one is doing seva, the mind is, you know, comes off those thoughts as well. So it's it's basically trauma. You've you know gone through trauma, and trauma takes time to overcome, even for devotees. So sometimes, many devotees have gone through trauma, and they need professional help, along with their uh, intense bhakti. And then with Krishna helps to overcome it. I hope that was helpful. Thank you, Paul. Anything else? Is what? Yeah. Yes. The state of mind in Krishna consciousness is? Deal with, okay. Yep. Oh, that's the question. Okay. So if you're engaging in Krishna consciousness, do we still have to deal with the illusory energy? Um, so when one is in Krishna consciousness, um, actually everything is the spiritual energy. From, from Krishna's perspective, um, everything is because it's his energy, you know. Everything is spiritual. So when, when it is in, when when everything anything is in connection with Krishna, that becomes spiritualized, right? So when matter, in connection with Krishna, that also becomes spiritualized. So to the degree we are Krishna conscious, 
to that degree we transform you know matter into 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 spiritual energy um but because we, we are we are living in this world we are spiritual by nature and matter is matter is dead by nature right so it's a different type of uh nature we operating in yes you have to deal with both um you have to um because we have a material body and to maintain that body one has to engage um one has to deal with this world you have to deal with that but that has to be in connection with krishna so so one has to take care of the body that that doesn't mean one or because i'm i'm a devotee i'll just ignore how this world operates or i'll just ignore the laws of nature because we are we are devotees prabhu we are above maya you know i i don't need to look after this body you know it's not like that so um when one a devotee tries understands who everything belongs to and engages that in krishna's service and also understands um the environment we operating in so the because the body is a machine so the machine uh needs to operate in a certain way in a certain environment under certain constraints right so um you have to look after the machine so the body has to be looked after you have to look after your health you have to sleep enough eat properly exercise properly um so it doesn't disturb one sadhana and so one has one is conscious one is dealing with matter as it is supposed to be and similarly being out in the world one has to be street smart you can't be you know just because a devotee oh you know blase whatever <laughs> one has to be street smart one need you the prabhupad was prabhupad was on top of things he was um he was telling devotees not to get cheated he would see they're getting cheated because they were not street smart um so yeah you have to understand everything belongs to krishna then how to use everything in krishna service in the best way and the most efficient way so one has to look after one's body to to be healthy and then use one's resources intelligently right you know if you do your job intelligently your business with some intelligence so you don't compromise um your service and krishna's service you don't compromise krishna's mission so just to sum up um do we have to engage with the illusory energy um if you're fully krishna conscious then actually you're not dealing with the illusory energy but because you're in the material environment you still have to be very aware of where you are and act responsibly that's thank you anything else
Yeah, yeah, okay. Good question. I also struggle with that. <laughs> um, the best way I know is to be in the association of devotees. So what does that mean? Um, coming to programs. So if you're, depends where you live. If you're living far away, then go to some program where there's some devotees there holding regular programs. Going there um, as much as you can and then rising in the morning and doing japa with devotees. So this morning I think I got a message from Ojasvi Prabhu. He posted that. There was this uh, japa group, online japa group. Right? So it's from Monday to Friday, 4.30 to 6.30 and weekends 6 to 7.30, something like that. Where, do, whether you, where you can, on Zoom, you can join these groups and devotees are, because Melbourne is a big city, devotees are living everyone, everywhere, not everyone is living near the temple. I'm not sure how far away you live, but um, so devotees can join these groups and the, one of the conditions was you have to turn on your webcam and have it on mute. <laughs> for obvious reasons. Uh, and then everyone does japa. So that's a way of being in devotees association, right? So by being in association of devotees, um, chanting the holy name in devotees association, hearing the shastra, hearing classes in their association, and hearing from devotees, first of all, and then in their association. Uh, if we do that, come to regular classes, in, in live classes or virtual classes or recorded lectures, depending on one's circumstances. And then eating prasadam. For grihasthas that can be hard, eating Krishna prasadam all the time. Because we, we like eating outside. <laughs> so, but for temple devotees, no problems. They're all the time they're eating prasadam. But for grihasthas can be challenging. The tongue wants to eat in restaurants. Um, so yeah, eating, eating prasadam and, and, and doing some service. So if we do that, um, it will become easier. It'll still, the mind is, always gives problems. Um, I'm telling myself, is always, mind is always jumping, agitated. We're trying to find happiness in other things. If I do this, it'll make me happy. But uh, if we do these things, slowly, slowly the mind will be subdued. But uh, we have to constantly do it in devotees' association, these activities. It's, Krishna consciousness is simple. It's just these activities. But if you do these enough, then one goes deeper and deeper. Um, has, and, and, and the reading of Shastra, a lot. So if you have the nature to read Shastra, it's, it's very nice to, to read and absorb your mind in that, then everything becomes even easier. Then one, when one reads the scripture, Prabhupada's books, uh, one naturally becomes enthusiastic to do service. You, then you, won't, you feel fired up. <laughs> the, then Prabhupada's mission becomes, um, becomes prominent and you want to do something for Krishna when you read Prabhupada's books. So we're reading Prabhupada's books. In, any final question before we end? Yes, Prabhuji. Did you mention that uh, even 
Yeah. Yeah, the, the Goswamis were eating, they were hardly eating anything, right? <laughs> they had renounced all, practically speaking, all food. <laughs> um, no, it's fine, it's fine. Um, so, the first thing is to eat prasadam. So, as I said, we even struggled with that for, for grihasthas. Um, so, if we, can, if we can eat prasadam all the time, that, that is very nice. And then gradually control one's tongue. So the first point is to eat prasadam. G give up the taste for non-prasadam vegetarian food. <laughs> so if we can give that up, that's, that's good. And, and, and e eating, because eating prasadam, it's offered to Krishna. It is non-different from Krishna. So by, by doing that, um, it will gradually purify us. And yes, even in prasadam, we have to be careful uh, because we have this body. If you eat halwa every day, you know, puris or pakoras, or you're having the 4.30 a.m. sweets every day, barfi, rasgulla, rasmalai, um, in, it's bound you're going to have problems. <laughs> You'll put on weight and um, your cholesterol will go high or BP might go high, and then you're gonna get, get you're gonna get problems. So in the beginning, it's okay to eat lot of prasadam, but uh, then after some time, and also depends if you're if you're starting off Krishna consciousness in your uh, like I was talking to one person who's coming to our program. He's in his 40s. You know, he can't. He himself says, "I can't eat this opulent food sometimes." So for him, prasadam has to be simple because he already has health problems. So it also depends where one is. If you are young, you can eat prasadam, rich prasadam, but then after some time you have to simplify it. So like Prabhupada's formula was have a feast once a week and then um, other time you eat simple. Like at our home, we don't have any sugar. We haven't kept any sugar in the house. So we don't eat it. <laughs> And every Sunday we have a program, and then uh, that's when sweets are there. That's <laughs> a bit opulent. Uh, rest of the time, it's, it's simple. Certainly my wife gives me simple, and that <laughs> I'm, that's what I'm forced to eat. And I'm, it's nice. I actually thank her for that. <laughs> it keeps good health. Um, so so e eating prasadam is nice, but it's simple is good most of the time. Then every now and then we can indulge because the senses like to indulge, and we have to in, in, indulge a little bit, and then pull back. So yeah, prasadam is good, eat prasadam all the time, um, as simple as we can. And actually, eating a lot of food makes one sleepy, right? If you eat, if you eat heavy food, um, it, what does Rupa Goswami say? He says the tongue, 
the belly and the genitals. So one who controls the tongue can control their belly and genitals. So if we eat a lot of rich prasadam, um, we fall asleep, we tend to feel sluggish, fall asleep, and then, and then sometimes our, our mind is also too agitated with sex life. But in the beginning it's okay, but gradually, gradually, try to, one has to try to control the tongue. Hare Krishna. Thank you everyone. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Krantra Shriman Bhagavatam ki jai.